<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Welcome to the Everything Culture Podcast. It's your host, G-Jack, along with my co-host. Great. Oh, Mr. D713, whatever you want to call Whatever you decide to go with today. Exactly. <laughs> right, we got two special guests in a building with us today, kind of in a building, in our own home, but home. Oh, one, three, you want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. I would like to introduce our two guests. We have Clary, I don't know exactly what she's posted where I'm at right now, as well as Melody. And they're with the Intersectionally in Diaspora. Am I saying that correctly? Nope. <laughs> it's a mouthful. It's okay. Um, it's intersectionality in the diaspora. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. And you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Mm-hmm. You, you made it sound so much better. Thank you. <laughs> For I have a way with words. <laughs> yes, and I've been knowing one of these great um, individuals for couple months now um since i've been in the seattle area um i would like to say i've made a a friend you know to say and you know good people attract good people so she has good energy and um i was telling her about the podcast and i remember earlier this week or was it last week she texted me like oh i'm listening to your podcast and i'm like oh shit (laughs) you know especially when you have a co-worker but i really appreciate um, being a listener as well as a fellow podcaster so we wanted to invite them on to get their perspective on their culture their views and you know how we do it here so you know would y'all like to say anything ladies introduce yourselves quickly Glada. yeah sure so i am Glada Olivo. my pronouns are she her um i am salvadorian i've been living in seattle for three years and uh, lived in Texas for 10 years before that but I'm originally from Los Angeles California which is where I met Melody Um, and I'm really awkward just right off the bat gonna just say that right now and I don't know how to talk to people so if I start like saying weird things or doing weird things just know that and I have no idea what I'm doing so that's me hi I'm Clara (laughs) And I'm, I'm awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm Melody Villagomez Ortiz. That's a big old mouthful as well, right? Um, I am of Guatemex descent, Guatemalan, Mexican. Um, I was born and raised in South Central, Los Angeles. Uh, 
currently living in Norwalk, California, which is not that far from South Central, right? Um, and I, we, Claire and I met, but when we were like, I was 11, you were a year older. Right? <laughs> we met in band class. Yeah. <laughs> we met in band class, been friends ever since. So, what, yeah. what instrument did you play in the band? Try to guess. Clarinet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? I just know. Okay, okay. I just know. What did I play? What did I play? Mm, you were probably the saxophone. Or, I was going to um, think the same thing. I was going to say <laughs> no, 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 not drum, not drum. Let me You're see. not going to get it. You're not going to get it. It's cool. The flute. Oh, <laughs> it took you three tries, but yes. No, I was going to say flute, but I didn't want to seem like I was being sexist or something. So I tried to throw some other stuff out there first. When would the flute be sexist? Uh -huh. I know. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. I was in middle school, right, going to seventh grade. You know, that's when you first um, decide you want to be a band, a choir, or whatever. So I wanted to be a band. Shout out to so Hubbard in middle school. Shout out to Hubbard. I wanted to be a band, right? But everybody wanted to play the drums. You know, I wanted to play the drums. But I guess I didn't know that the sign-ups were, like, in the summertime before school started. So when I got to school, the only instrument left was the flute. And my dad was like, hell no, nah, you ain't playing <laughs> You ain't playing the flute. So... Ever since, oh man, see, 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 you got you got trapped into a gender role right there, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, because you know, I, go ahead, Claire. I know. No, you go say. ahead. No, should have, you go ahead. <laughs> because when we were in band, I only remember one, um, well, male playing the flute, right? Yeah. So, it was a bunch of girls and then just one guy. I don't remember his I name. I only remember oh. me, Ruby, and that's it. She, she oh. don't even remember the guy. Yeah, she don't even remember. Yeah. Well, that's because I was trying. I was working really hard to beat Ruby and get first chair because that I couldn't let that bitch have it, you know? Like, you know. <laughs> I don't remember Ruby. I'm like, I didn't even focus on oh, her. I remember Ruby. She was okay. Did you beat Ruby? Did you beat her? Did oh, you get yeah, the first of course chair? I did. Of course, yeah. She's so good. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Ruby. But, um. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it's right there. I remember when, I think I remember you trying to get some drums and stuff like that. I used to play, um, not the, the viola. I used to play that. That used to be my instrument in orchestra. But, you know, and I, you know, you never know. You could have been the best. You could have been a John Legend of flute playing. You never know. Nah, fam. I, uh, <laughs> I couldn't play the recorder in, in elementary. I, I wasn't playing no flute, man. You wasn't good in uh, with high cross buns. You would hear that. I made like two, a 60, three, uh, 70. One, two, three. <laughs> Easy. Oh, and quickly. Um, cheers, everyone. You know, oh, back cheers. Home. Everybody got picked up. Ching, ching. Um, salud. I, I, salud. Eye contact. All that oh, good stuff. You got to look at us. Remember? What is, so what does that mean, though? Like, why do you have to make eye contact? You don't remember I from don't our previous you. episode, T.J.? Dude, uh, no, 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 that was like a week and a half ago. No, 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 I'm talking about like last year when we had um, what did she go by? B when we talk about mixed um children, biracial children, grown and biracial. I want to know if it's the same thing. Why I look at? Well, you gotta. Oh. Listen to People can go back and listen to our previous episodes, uh, but you tell us. Well, yeah. Is it the same thing? Because I I remember 
this was like a, two years ago that somebody told me like, every time you cheers or salute, right? Um, it's you have to look at each other or else it's like seven years bad sex. Same thing. Exactly. Damn. So that is a thing. I swear, it's a thing. That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See cultures because the culture where this Indian performed, she learned this from her Caucasian side of her family. Oh so, wow. I don't, I don't know. I, and I never heard of it before. She mean tell me all the black people on, in her family have bad sex? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> Well, I who did I hear this from? I don't remember who I heard this from, but I, you know, I had never um, talk, like talked about it with my family, you know? so it had to be with somebody else. It wasn't me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that means you've been for seven years, you know. <laughs> I mean. I uh, just don't like looking people in the eye, period. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was like that too. Yeah. But why is okay, why is that? Could, that could be one of why do you why don't you like looking people in the eye? Um, it makes me nervous and it makes me feel um well. Well, let me back up. Oh man, that's actually like the really deep question, dude. Yeah. You, don't know. you haven't heard you haven't heard anything yet. We're about to do the yeah. makings of you. So. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, well, like I said, one, it makes me really nervous. Um, two, I have ADHD, so I can't focus and look in one place for like more than five or six seconds. Um, so it's not that I don't want to, it's that I'm like literally incapable of doing it. Um, and three, I had strabismus when I was a kid. So um, strabismus is when your eyes are crossed. And so I had a surgery for that when I was really, really young, like maybe three or four years old. Um, and so occasionally it comes back, like when I'm under a lot of stress and because I'm like perpetually stressed out, like I don't want people to see that part about me, you know? So I just rather not look at people in the eye and show them that part of me. Well, thank you for sharing. I know somebody I love a whole lot that had that as a child and got that fixed as well. And I'm going to look, have to Google, see what that, cause that condition. It's, I've heard a lot of people have it and now people are able to get it repaired or fixed what the case may be. But once again, thank you for sharing because I'm the exact opposite. Like I used to say, I don't like when people wear shades and I don't like wearing shades, especially when we're having a conversation because I need to look you in the eye. If I can't look you in the eye, I don't know if you're telling me the truth or you're telling me a lie. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's just how I came up. I've been in the court of law quite a bit. And I, I heard certain tales of somebody being honest or someone getting nervous. And I'm like, and I, same thing with wearing masks right now. You know, sure. you can't see when I'm smiling. You can't see when I'm frowning. So eye contact is very important with me. But mm. I absolutely understand. And once again, everybody have a different perspective on these things. But, GJ, do we want to get into the makers of you now or we want to wait till later? Okay. <laughs> Claire. Actually, you know what? You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it after. Okay, cool, cool. I'm okay. saying after it's going to work out better. Because, you know, okay. After and, I finish this bottle of wine, you mean? Okay. Man. <laughs> Because I've learned, you know, we, we if you listen to an episode, we do the makers of you. We try to do it on every episode, but sometimes we've got a couple we don't. But it, it gets pretty personal sometimes, but we, oh, shit. yeah. but it, it don't have to be, it's just whatever you want to share. These are open-ended questions, you know, where you feel comfortable. 
and but we will get into that later but and we, we're going to start releasing them before the episode so that people can get to know you a little bit more let, but let me ask you a question though um we talked a little bit before we started recording but um you guys have a podcast you uh share with us that you you know released your first episode last week or you recorded your first episode uh just tell us the name of your podcast and you know what it's about and, and what you hope to get out of it yeah. Thanks, Melo. Mm -hmm. Um, so we started our podcast. Yeah, like it was last week we released our first episode, and this week we released our second episode. Um, it is called Intersectionality in the Diaspora, and it's really discussing um the different ways that the Central American diaspora can come together and the different experiences that we face and how it's impacted within um this you know western culture this united states culture um and it's really a way for us to bridge you know bipoc communities together and you know immigrant communities and communities that aren't just specifically from the central american diaspora but just beyond that you know um we all especially as children of immigrants or children of any diaspora here in the united states face a incredible amount of trauma and turmoil just by existing and very often those stories are not heard and because those stories are not heard there is this big gap in community and what we're striving for is to you know bridge that gap <laughs> sounds like something somebody else is trying to do that is, yeah. that beautiful though it, it absolutely is absolutely is mm -hmm. and, um we're looking forward to listening to the first all the episodes i would say you know yeah. as soon as you told me about it i had to go and follow and try and like as many things as possible even right now as we're speaking but it is it's like the goal we have um we coming from the african-american perspective or the african mm -hmm. diaspora um and you know coming from all financial levels in the country coming from um having an understanding to one another and it's based well, ours based off martin luther king with his un his thought process or his speech meaning that men hate each other because they fear each other they fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other mm -hmm. because of a miscommunication segregation so our goal is to get to know one another through our through conversation and mm -hmm. after conversation we got to start making actions after that but it's all a beautiful thing and i'm loving yeah. you know having more communities come together and having someone that's salvadorian as well as guatemala what well, guatemala americans is that what you said guatemex guatemex yeah okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we trying to bring everyone on the show, everyone to get their say and, you know, you know, share their culture. That's what, that's the point of everything culture is like, we want to get to know everyone because once again, people make assumptions every damn day, every hour. And until you just start having a conversation and talking, same thing with the toasting situation. It's like, man, oh, we learned something new. You know, one of the mm -hmm. corniest yeah. things I always say is every day's a uh, school day, but it's the truth. Yeah. Every day you should be learning something. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It's like, it's like that commercial. It's like, well, I know I'm aging myself, right? But I don't think it's around. 
it says like the more you know right you can see it huh? it's kind of like, like on g-jack's background it's like <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> oh man and it's true i remember when well i i am a substitute teacher and i also teach um adult school in spanish um, i got my uh BA and my MA in Spanish. Okay. Um, thank you. Yeah. And um, and so I remember it was like a couple of years ago. I was in a fifth grade class substituting in LASD, and I remember the girls. Uh, I was reading. I had to read and you know, a part of a book called Esperanza Rising which talks about, um, I, it's a great book if you haven't read it, you know, it's usually for elementary students. Um, I'm an elementary level Spanish, it's okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's in English, it's in English, but you know, it talks about um, a Mexican uh, immigrant coming to work, her family comes and works on the um, crop fields, right? Um, so, and she's coming from a richer, society in Mexico to the United States. So I read a part in Spanish to my, stud my students that I was studying for. And two of the girls came up to me and they said, oh, are you Mexican? Mm -hmm. no, they, they, instead of saying, do you speak Spanish? Was I, are you Mexican? I was like, oh, I'm, you know, my mom is from Guatemala. My dad is from Mexico. And they had no idea where Guatemala was. You know, these girls are 10, 11 years old, right? They had no idea where Guatemala was, so I What was their ethnicity, by the way? Mexican, um, Mexican-American, right? So they, they asked me, where is Guatemala? You know, because most of the time when I deal with students, they're like, do you speak, do you speak Mexican? Instead of saying, do you speak Spanish, right? Mm, um, yeah. And so they're like, they automatically think everyone is from Mexico even if they're Latinx, right? Um, and so I said, oh no, you know, this is where Guatemala is, you know, not, it's Spanish. Everyone speaks Spanish, but they might be from, you know, El Salvador, Mexico, Guatemala, Colombia. And I had to show it to them on the map. Say, this is from where Guatemala is. Oh yeah, you know, one of my friends is from Colombia. Mm -hmm. So, but the funny thing was that when I asked, when I said, oh, I'm from what my mom's from Guatemala, my dad's from Mexico. Oh, where in Mexico is Guatemala? Mm -hmm. I know. So that's when I showed it to them. And then, you know, I saw that little light bulb go in their eye, like go in their mind. And then like, oh, okay. So not everyone is from Mexico. Yeah. And then I remember asking Claire, I said, hey, um, you know, I wonder if I, if my parents, if my mom wasn't from Guatemala, would I think every, if everyone was from Mexico? No. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely understand. And it is a very common misconception within yeah. the Latinx culture, which is one of the reasons why our podcast um, came to be. Um, it's just breaking that silence and breaking that um, misconception. We like to talk about the Central American diaspora specifically because obviously that is what we know best because that is our lived experience and because we recognize the 
you know, it's called Central American erasure. When you think of Latinidad or Latinx culture, you immediately think, you know, Mexican culture, because that is the dominant Latinx, um, you know, culture that exists right now. And while it may be dominant in like media and in, you know, just any other, what is this? I just got a text message from somebody. Crazy. Sorry. <laughs> Not for me. Told you, guys. I got ADHD. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> and and uh, for, our, for our viewers, can you anyway. explain Latin X? Because yeah. I've I, I spoken about it before, I think, on the episode yeah. when I moved up here. Where I'm from, we do not say Latin X. Yeah. No. You say Latino? We say Latino. Latino. We say Hispanic. Do I not mean, say Hispanic. No, not say Hispanic. Hispanic. But tell us why we shouldn't say Hispanic. Okay, go ahead, Claire. Because when Hispanics very, well, I will... tell us to say Hispanic. Yes, yes. You know, I'm kind of like, okay. Ching, ching, Claire. Ching, ching. <laughs> My favorite topic in the world, right? Teach Mello? me something. Teach um, me something. Very, very plainly put, Hispanic is the term from the colonizers. Um, mm. We in Central Latin America, we were colonized by the Spaniards. And fuck them. <laughs> so I do not want to be associated with them, with that entire culture. And recognize, yeah, and so recognizing Latin America for what it is, or Central America for what it is, um, we strive, well, I should speak for myself, I strive to make that distinction any opportunity I can. Like, no, I am not Hispanic. I am not Latinx. I am Salvadorian. And it's really important for me to proclaim that because for so long, I was ashamed to do so because Latinx culture, Latinidad as a whole, has overshadowed that identity for me. And, you know, I'm in my 30s now and I'm finally at the point in my life where I'm like, no, it's okay to be Salvadorian. It's okay to say that I'm Salvadorian. And it's okay for me to, you know, disconnect myself from the perception of Latinidad or Latinx culture. Because when you look at the media, when you, you know, see what Latinidad looks like, it doesn't look like me. It doesn't sound like me. It doesn't live like me. It's so different. So, so that explains a lot. Because when I guess when I was younger, before I like really just knew all this stuff, I, I was used to wonder why, like, um, and I was about to say Hispanic. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just what I, we were taught. And you're right, man. Yeah. You know, just in school, and that's what they taught us. But I guess um, I Mexicans, I would wonder why they would get so mad, like when people would get a mix up and say, you know, oh, like Spanish people. Well, like if they were from like um, Puerto Rico or something like oh, that. Oh, it's not even Spanish. Yeah. 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 But that's the point. And, and reason, everything you're saying, why we want to come on, because we're learning. Yeah. That's that's it. Because when we say where um, myself and G Jack are from, you're only Mexican, black, and white. white. You're yeah, not yeah, anything else. <laughs> like, even if you're Indian, it. you're black. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're Nigerian? Like, no, nah, you're black. <laughs> oh, you're Salvador? <laughs> no, you're Mexican. No, you're Mexican. Oh, you're Chinese? <laughs> no, you're white. Dude, Trump, I did you. Like, Spanish people would get mad if you called them Mexican, which I didn't know the difference because I was like, right, everybody speaks Spanish, but now I understand. I'm like, why you would be so pissed off, you know? Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. I have a lot. Of, sorry, Claire. I have a lot of um, friends that will say that, like, oh, Spanish people. I'm like, oh no. Well, where is the person from? You know, 
they say, oh, they're Mexican. Okay, so it's Latinx or Latino. Right? Latinx is like that. The term is used now because a lot of people are gender neutral, right? So that's why you say Latinx instead of saying Latino because in Spanish, Latino means a male, right? Latina means a female. So Latinx is now used as gender neutral, right? Gotcha. So it's covering men and women. Yes. So, so Latino people, speaking as a male is okay. Yeah. But and if she says she's if, Latina, if you identify as if a male, if, as, if you identify as a female, it's Latina. But if you're gender neutral, you know, it's Latinx. That's why that's we. True. That's why the term came up. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, oh Spanish. But Spanish to me is somebody from Spain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like somebody from Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is true. Like we all got colonized by the same people, even Filipinos, right? Um, but I don't consider myself Spanish, right? Exactly. I, ha- I know I have that Spanish blood. That's why I my term is Guatemex because my mom is from Guatemala, and my dad is Mexican. So mm-hmm. I, see, the, and the beautiful thing I would say for you all being Latinx, mm-hmm. you can actually identify from where your home country or your original cultures are from. From us being African-American, which is something by the colonizers, we've been African-American, we're black, we're Negro. You know, you can name all these things about us, but unfortunately, we don't know exactly what tribes we are from, from Africa, from the Igbo to the Igbo to the Zulu to being Egyptian with, um, what's very Nigerian, we don't know so we kind of you know and i see that sometimes with some of my latin ex or latin friends um how we identify for themselves but well, i brought i'm telling i brought this up to some of my buddies um in texas not like these are his both i was but they're both latinx or they're both latino <laughs> they're both latino they're like don't call me that but literally i'm like hey this is but once again i'm in a whole new area and I know when I knew when I moved here I knew it's a little bit more progressive but they're like but at the same time one of them he's biracial he's Caucasian and I think he is he's Caucasian and he's Latino so he's like you know he's calling me Hispanic you know that's what I'm fine with him but you have that mindset of even ourselves we get to that point that we support the colonists point of view and this kind of where I think about what a lot of things going on right now. The, have y'all ever heard of the term racial fatigue? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am racially fatigued all the time, dude. <laughs> oh, shit, tell me. <laughs> you uh, that's, why about that. that's why we're all anxious and depressed, right? <laughs> At the root of your depression is colonization. Colonist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just say. Um, it, it was a very good show, or it was like a Facebook Live. These are the LPCs I intend to bring on that show in the future, near future. But they're, um, the Facebook Live was about racial fatigue. And it is, it's really hard for us, for anyone, I would say, for to deal with being in a, a country or just a world that will look at you um, because of where you're from, from your culture, as well as for the color of your skin. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of us have some pigmentation in our skin, what I can see, okay? 
it in it from every um camera or viewpoint I see here, it varies. But yeah. it is it's hard that you when you just wake up trying to live and being born going forward and it makes you feel crazy for the things and the way you feel, but it's absolutely normal. So, you know, you know, I was again I commend you all for being here and speaking about your viewpoints and your thoughts and try to educate other folks. But that's something that I think we have a responsibility to do. Um and I said responsibility, not responsibility. I've been drinking. But it's one of those things that, you know, I thank you all for you all to do more of it. But it, it is tiresome. So do y'all ever feel like, well, you already said y'all get tired of it. Yeah. So, I, I got a question for you. So, um, Clara, I got that right? Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, me, me looking at you, I would think, like, you were African-American. Like, you just, you look just like African-American. <laughs> American. I'm not I thought lie. the same thing at first, too. <laughs> So and, like grow, growing up, did people think like did, did other people think that? Like, you know, you're African American or like yeah. you know, you have a different experience? I love that you've asked me that question. Thank you so much. And it ties in with something that um Brandon shared just a little bit ago, um, talking about the African diaspora and how, you know. African-American communities don't have that sense of closure or that sense of connection to the motherland. Um, and that can be said also for the African diaspora that exists within Central America. There is a huge African diaspora that exists in Central America that very much like here in the United States has been um, oppressed. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of anti-blackness in El Salvador. I, I'll speak for what I know from well, what I You say anti-blacks or you would say colorism or is it a difference? Well I feel like there's a difference between anti-blackness and colorism though. I feel like there is something very specific and powerful and very um what's the word I'm thinking of? Um Goodness gracious, I can't think of the word right now, but it's okay. um, malevolent, malevolent about anti-blackness. Evil, gotcha. It's so evil, yes, thank you, thank you. I like long words for some reason. I like but, them too, um, but I, we have to break them down for everybody. <laughs> to yeah, thank you, No, but it's true, there is something evil about anti-blackness. And I'm not saying that What's to like downplay it? colorism, I'm saying, I mean, you see it, it's in, it's written in paper, it's, you know, there are photographs, there are videos, there are testimonials of how anti-Blackness has affected the community, the Black community around the world, mm -hmm. specifically Absolutely. here in the United States and here in, you know, Western civilization as a whole, right? And there's a lot of that that also exists within Central America. And so going back to your question, um, you know, when I was a kid, yeah, I had people think that I was black. And so my nickname as a child was Negrita, which is little black girl. And so when you're living in a family of people who are lighter than you, and you are being called little black girl, that is not a term of endearment as much as it is a term of othering. Mm -hmm. And no matter how other people want to spin it, right? 
Um, because you don't say, oh, look at that cute little white girl, right? And if you do, I mean... Depends on the context, but I, I see Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's no, like, like, the only word that I could think of is gringa, but even then, nobody yeah. says gringa, you know? Like, that's yeah. not gringa would they be like the equivalent of like that's not a term of endearment they just it's just an adjective no 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 i don't really know what the equivalent is i think like just random white girl yeah i think that has kind of a negative connotation gringa Uh, does it though you you know there is a restaurant in texas named gringo so i don't Mm -hmm. know i have never i have never been I have never been to, <laughs> you know, to Texas. Texas, but actually, but, I love Texas. Go to Texas. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about my my family. You know, uh, when we would talk about gringa, gringo, it would be like a negative connotation, like oh, esa gringa, mm-hmm. like that white person. You know, mm, like yeah. Karen. Yeah, yeah, fucking Karen. Karen, he with yes. the good hair, that bitch. <laughs> you you know they trying to equivalent that to the N word. No. And there's no way that they <laughs> no, 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 no way. No, 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 no. no. We don't. They, mm-hmm. they really try to pull that, but it no, is. they can't. Let them try it for 400 years at least and see oh, how that it. goes for them, right? You don't say, right? No, no, no. At least, see, at least. See, is there anything in the um, Latinx communities like? Because we see racism as well. We see racism through Latinx. It is, and I and I can say and I say quite a bit, unfortunately being African-American, it feel like it's us against the world sometimes. And yeah. and I try to employ many of us, like, but we know we can't do it by ourselves. You know, being, even from people from Africa that's not African-American, they would consider themselves, they look down on people being of slave blood. Uh, I, mm. I've been called a slur um, of slave blood before. And I'm like, whoa, you know, and, Something I take pride in myself is being African American. Be is is being um, the culture, the the talent, the struggle. So many things we've been through in our, you know, on our ancestors went through. I am proud of those things, and I know we got a lot further to go. But you know, something as far as coming from the Latinx community, what is something we can continue to do to come together and communicate with one another? <sighs> I, I know, think I'm, a lot of I'm not asking you okay. all the answer, everything. You don't represent all of them. But. No, 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 no. I, I, hate but, that. I mean, I hate that. And this, when people do, I'm sorry. I, I hate when people do that, though. Like, try and group like one race all together and then they put all the pressure on you to answer the question <laughs> for the entire race. <laughs> but it's well, not saying I, to, but I just want to know if she's one. So I just want to know her opinion or yeah. y'all opinion. So, and this is where the concept of intersectionality comes into play, right? Because it's not just one thing that makes up who we are, you know? So for me, it's not just being Salvadorian that makes up who I am. It's also that, you know, the African descent that existed within um, Central America at that time during colonization, you know, slaves were brought from Africa into El Salvador, into Guatemala, into all of those countries in Central America. And, you know, life continued, people thrived, people were hurt, people were killed, like all of the same atrocities that you think of here in the US also happened in Central America. And because of that, there is also that, not the stigma, but the 
like the attitudes and the behaviors towards people who are darker that yeah. you know colorism that hierarchy that exists yeah. within color you know which is why you would find you know a four-year-old girl being called negrita like it's no big deal like mm, but why you know like yeah. and you know and it, it's for me personally it's a very conflicting thing um so my father is what i would consider to be afro salvadorian like if you looked at my father you would think that he's he's black you know um and i'm really upset that i did not inherit his amazing hair because like fuck. <laughs> fuck i'm just so mad um but anyway uh, i got my mom's hair which is really nice too but like anyway sorry this is like digressing <laughs> um but, you know, the stigma that exists around an absent father, a Black father in El Salvador is the same stigma that exists for an absent Black father in the U.S. And so, I'm serious. I'm, I'm speaking from my own lived experience. Like, this is what I've observed. This is what I know to be true. And so, mm. when people would call me Negrita, I wouldn't consider it a term of endearment. It almost felt like the scarlet letter, you know, like, oh, I am the daughter Man, of a man who the, left. You went back to high you school and shit. <laughs> you know, something we can all relate with, right? Uh, maybe. Um, and, you know, and you see it also within, you know, popular culture in Latin within the latinx community like within the music the songs you know there's a very popular song there's a very popular song about a woman who cheats on her husband and they she has like eight kids and they're all blonde haired blue eyes but the one dark kid you know that's the, the only of, one that's her husband what's the name of this track what's the name of this song Sorullo. 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 no Sorullo y Capullo. Yeah, it's a great song. Because I'm not gonna be able it's to write a, that down right now. <laughs> it's a, it's a great song to great dance song. to. Yeah. But if you listen to it, it's like, what the fuck? It, and so that, imagine. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Imagine being like six-year-old me, and like hearing that song at like the family barbecue, and everybody saying like, "Oh, Clara, it's your song." This shit not really rocking to it, and you don't even know. You know what? <laughs> I don't even know. It's a, oh, but they call it a it your song. song. They called it my song, even to this day. That but is my song that? because you know. There's a but song you know in the African American community called "Your Mama Smoke Crack Rock," and it's kids singing the hook. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but check this out though. You know what I think that, and I was I was thinking about this today, like when I, I was uh, you know bored sitting at home quarantine, and I rewatched Django, and there's so many gems in that movie, man. Like oh, it's so you just see how like so much stuff is passed down from your oppressor and you think it's just normal. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't even realize that you are enslaved. With you're enslaved, but you don't realize how mentally you are enslaved. You know, That's it may the be trick. the same thing as as far as um, you know, with them calling you like, you know, little black girl. It may seem harmless, but it's already it's ingrained in them, like it's been passed yes. down from the colonizer that that is okay. It's just you can yes. say it in a joking way or whatever, but it's it's not okay. You don't know that. You, you touched on something so good. Melody, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> but because it, it's just like, you know, I when you were talking about it, Clara, like, um, I always, and we talked about this before, like, I've always 
thought of it because I was also called La Negra because my um, mom and my two brothers are white passing, right? They can pass as gringos, right? Because in, uh, you know, Guatemala, predominantly they're all lighter skin than this great caramel cutter, right? Um, so, uh, so, so um, I was called a negra, but I always thought of it as a term of endearment. Why? Because as I was, di didn't really get it as, you know, and as I was younger, but even I have a song, which is called La Negra Tomasa. Negra Tomasa. Negra Tomasa, negra means black, right? Tomasa's yeah. a name. So, um, and still to this day, that song is mine, right? And even my friends would be like, oh, it's your song playing, you know, so I'm much more darker in complexion than them. Um, but in Guatemala, uh, and I think this is so crazy because they look down upon, which is the, the indigenous people, which they call them Indios, right? And that's kind of a, it, it is a derogatory term, right? Um, so, but, but in Guatemala, the, there's more indigenous languages spoken than Spanish. So that means there's much more population uh, of indigenous people than, you know, I guess, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, it's Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. So yeah. it's like, why, but I look at it as okay you you know and i've been called in india because i'm much more darker than anybody else you know in guatemala or even in the mexican culture like you see it as a derogatory term because if somebody says oh you're an indio it's like the equivalent of calling somebody a wetback mm. right mm -hmm. uh, and my husband has been called that and he's come home like very upset about it you know like but you you know and I tell him like you, you know, you should be proud of that because you yeah. did all this, stuff, you know, even though he didn't cross the border, like cross the river, you know, his yeah. parents did. And it's like, you should be proud that of that. It's hard. Yeah. And, that and shit like, is hard. I take it like, okay, you call me in India, that's derogatory to you. But to me, it's, I'm super proud of it, about it because I am of, an, I know I have indigenous blood in me. I, I absolutely feel, and he ha he has the right to be upset for the point yeah, of view. Yeah. You have the right to be proud from your mm -hmm. point of view as well, because it's not the fact that he said it, the individual, whoever, mm -hmm. it's the energy so, behind it. It's yeah, the exactly. behind mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It's the disrespect I, behind it. Yeah, Same. and I felt so bad. I felt so bad for him, and I, you know, I cried. I was like, oh, because you're right. It is that energy and that, you know, that intent behind saying that word. You know, but I turn it around and I say, no, you should be proud of it, right? And and it goes back to that um, racial fatigue or mm -hmm. how to deal with the trauma. Because it's at the end of the day, it's mm -hmm. trauma. Yeah. And how to rationalize it. And, then, and, and that's something I'm trying to learn more about. Like, how can we, how do you, on a day-to-day -day basis, rationalize racism or even colorism, if not? Or do, do you at all? You don't. Just, yeah. I think we're all just still navigating this thing, man. Like nobody really knows. Like we just deal with it the best way we can. Some people adapt. Some people like I know um 
And this is like, um, no offense, Melody. I know you said like your brothers are like lighter skin that can pass yeah. as white. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of like Hispanics that aren't like, like that, that look, you know, white, they won't even let you know they're Hispanic. They're just like, hey, mm -hmm. I'm a white guy and just kind of roll with it. It's, but yeah. I think it's just their way of adapting to it, you know? Yeah, and then Ooh. that's what, that's why we call it white passing because you get this white privilege, right? Yeah. Mm. They're like, oh, like in Spanish, it's like, gozan this so you um enjoy you celebrate like that you could fit into it you know you mm -hmm. can fit to Just you know what head. i mean for example is ted cruz i didn't even know ted cruz was his um latinx and his last name is cruz i didn't know but yeah, no, Ted Cruz is white. Yeah, Ted Cruz is white. He's yeah. white. He's white. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's white the same way that Jeff Bezos is white. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Bezos? I never thought about that. Is he? He's he's white, right? <laughs> yeah, he's no. fucking white. You think the fucking on, first trillionaire in the entire world no. is not is he white? No, is he white or is he Latinx? I know. What is he? Boy, I don't know. Claire, Claire, Claire. Boy is white. Claire. Boy is white. What? What, what are his parents? I don't know. I don't know his family. No, I don't know. I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking. Is he? Is, is it are his parents Latinx? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Let's Google it. Thank you. you Google it. Melody, okay. Melody. I fucking hate Jeff. I never thought about it. I know. I never thought about it. Amazon and fuck Jeff Bezos. There, I said it. Oh, hey, I we support some places over here. His parents, his um, his mother name is Jacqueline Bezos, and his daddy name Miguel Bezos. Hey, oh, hey, he's Latinx. <laughs> Just because of the name, that's a really he's strong positive. assumption. Though. I know, hold, on, I know. hold on, I'm looking that's at a really strong he's, assumption. He's a, he was an American Cuban engineer. Oh, he's Cuban. Yeah, Which was also wait, like, wait, 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 Claire. Okay, Claire, but here's the you thing, You can't right? tell me I'm making assumptions when you made assumptions as well. Oh, no, no, no. So, like, it's all, okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, yes, and I'm going to keep standing by the fact that Jeff Bezos is a white man because he, yes. can, he continues to navigate and operate in the world as a white yes, man. Yes, white passing. White passing. White man. Yeah, so, he's white so, passing. Hold on, hold on. We had the same thing in the African-American community as well. We called them sellouts. We called. Um, what we were just talking about this individual the other day, um, DJ, um, the doctor. Um, oh, on, uh, the one who performed ben, the brain ben, surgery. Or ben, ben Carson. Ben Carson. Yeah. Ben Carson. You know, is one of the first African American um, doctors. Then he did the first heart transplant or something like that. He's white passing too. Oh, absolutely white passing. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? He he's made so many decisions and statements against the african-american community is disgusting same thing with candace owens if y'all ever find a time to see who candace owens is she's not that popular but in in, in to many people but she has a standpoint of being republican so anything's republican she's going to support that and we and we're going to get into the makers of you in a moment and we're going to ask you know I don't know what brought that young woman or that woman into that thought process of how she feels but anything that is in towards a black community in our in our culture she's absolutely against she's all for supporting colonization and you know what we've been through it just is what it is and i'm one of those individuals that i don't believe it is what it is i was asked why but 
it's something to look into. So we have those same things as Jeff Bezos, but when it gets to the point, at the end of the day, he did come from the your know, diaspora. Yeah. So Caribbean. But but and, and you know, and something and one thing black people say, and I say it quite often, all skin folk and kin folk. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. But I also want right, to like on that on that note though. On that note, guys, it has been a pleasure talking to y'all, but I have to go. Mr. DC one three is gonna finish the interview. But it's been great meeting you guys. I look forward to listening yeah. to the Megan for you to get to know more about y'all. And I hope yeah. we can do something else in the future. Yeah. Heck yeah. We'll have you guys on the show. I know. <laughs> hey, we need to set that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this That's conversation. True. It was I learned a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Thank um, y'all. Now I'm yeah. just going safe and I'm going live next with everybody. So <laughs> that way I'm you. good. Hey, teach, <laughs> teach people. Teach people. And say where you got it from. <laughs> <laughs> and if they right, have bye a bye. problem with it, just let me know. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Um, G Jack is still in Houston. So in Houston. Oh, in I miss Houston. Houston. I don't. Yeah. Ah. <laughs>